at JCPenney's Memorial Day Sale, sizzling deals are on with storewide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupon. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yo, can I hear this record by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock? Hey, man, you sure you want to hear this, man? You sure about that, man? All right. Right about now, you're about to be possessed by the sounds of MC Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. Don't need anyone, cause I'm Rob, that came to have 
see friends that act like folks who want broad space, the one who knows about things. That makes you get weary. Don't fear me, just hear me out, cause I got the clout. We got you. I, I went ahead and, and told everybody that your your computer uh, uh, was on life support and you couldn't make it in, so you're fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me keep on going to the phone lines and welcome in Wayne. Hey, Wayne, how you doing? How's it going, Brother Jay? Brandy? Doing good. Doing good. And... Uh, we still got more in them. You know, I, I didn't even hit the mouth. I hit the, uh, hit, 
I hit I hit my computer there thinking I'm hitting the mouse. Okay. Let's uh welcome in Raz. Hey Raz, how you doing? Hey J C A. Hey Wayne. Brandy. Boo. Raz family tragedy, Brandy. I hope you're getting better. Or who's on life support. Well, uh- I, I, I remember the few things from 20-some years ago about computers and laptops. So, yeah, she's back alive again. <laughs> CPR, computer resuscitation. <laughs> Central Processing Resuscitation, CPR. There you go. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, bring into the show uh, Sweet. Hello, Sweet P. How are you? Hi, Hi good. Jay. How are you? Sweet. Hi, Boo. Hi, Susie. Good to Hello. see you. And let's keep on going to the phone lines and welcome in Tila. Hello, Tila. Hi. How are you guys, everyone? Good evening. Hi, Tila. Hello, hello. Thank you. We're doing good. We're doing good. And let me continue on the phone lines and bring in Sawa. Hello, Sawa. Hello. Hi, everyone. How are you? Hello. Hey, Sawa. How are you? After the big party. After the tea. After the big party. That's all I got to say. And (laughs) let's let's welcome to the show Sin. Hey, Sin. Hey, how's it going? It wouldn't be a party without Sin. And of course, she is on hold. Let's say hello to Irish out there. Hello, Irish. Glad that you're around. Hey, Irish. And also out on the board, we have Joseph Moon and Faye. I think Faye might be on the board. Hold on. I think, uh, yep, Faye is on the line. Let me grab him. Hey, Faye, how you doing, brother? What's going on, everybody? How you guys doing tonight? Hi there. Hi. Howdy. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. So here's 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 what I got uh, for everybody. Um, I want everybody to come ahead, and um, if anybody needs to leave early, go ahead and message me. Message me, please, on the uh, on the board. I know, I know, okay. Tila. I know. Actually, yeah. Message me actually on to um, on all poetry, and uh, let me tell you, everybody, uh, one little thing. If you are listening to your the show on a different device that you're talking to, it's creating an echo. So if you can either mute your voice or turn down that uh, that um, that device. It will help us out tremendously so we can give everybody a chance to read. All right. And uh, does that sound better, folks, now that uh, now that we have that happen? Yes. yes. All right. All right. So what we are going to do, say, I want to say hello to Joseph Moon and also Rob out on 
the board. Great, great to see you, gentlemen. Um, great to see everybody. And what I'm going to do first and foremost is we are going to ooh, cool. I'm going to first of all lock the poetry board. Uh, I should have done that earlier, but uh, we got a lot of poems that came in. And what we're going to do is we're going to read a lot from last night, more on a speed round um, version. But uh, we're going to we're going to do it a little bit, a little bit um, more that we can. Uh, we're going to try to give everybody here a little bit more time. But uh, I'd like to try to get as much poetry read as possible. But we're still going to get people their comments and everything like that. So first of all, I'm going to start the show off with Tila. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Tila? Yep, no problem. I know know Tila's got a a few minutes with us, so we got got to get her in and get her taken care of. Thank you. Anytime you're ready. Harvest Moon, thank you. Gazing the harvest moon, her tall dark hair, shades of the haze, she leaves behind the false world behind, tensions which caused by the storm, rips them apart, sulking honeydew, mystic harvest moon, tormenting the fallen mask of rail. On a murky water, relief wrapped for a glimpse of a glow and of poems. Oh wow! There's so much spectacular, um, so much spectacular uh, vision and imagery in this. I just absolutely love it, and uh, I, I love the way you went. Yeah, it it's got a lot of great. Um, metaphor within it. I, I love the sulking honeydew mystic harvest moon tormenting the fallen mask of veils. I, I love that. I, I love that. You you this Thank this you. is one of my favorites that you've probably done. And uh, I really enjoyed this one. Let me get some comments for you for this poem. And I Thank am you. going to start with comments with um Raz, what do you think of this? Yeah, this is a fantastic work of art, how the poet has intertwined different metaphors around the central concept of the harvest moon and uh, that final verse of trying to hold on to the light as it glows off a lily has uh, an evocative type of uh, murmur with the rest of uh, this poetic extravaganza. She did a wonderful job. You can almost uh, feel yourself kind of allured by that thought of that lily and why is it glowing just like the moon. And if there's a connection there, it's an enchanting piece. Thank you. And um, let me see, uh, Sin, what did you think? I thought it was astounding imagery and wordplay here. Adorns a well-structured poem, very enjoyable read. Thank you, Sin. 
Wonderful Welcome comment. And uh, we'll get one last comment from Sweepy. Sweet, what do you think? Oh, I think this is lovely. Um, I love the um, interaction of the story and how you leave behind and behind and moon and how it just kind of falls together in in its form. Fallen mask of veils, lily wept glimpse of glow. I love how you use your language throughout there. And it's got incredible imagery throughout. Beautiful job. Thank you so much. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Okay. Once again, wonderful poem, Tila. Thank you for grabbing it. I know you don't have much time, but hopefully you uh, you can hang together for a little bit. Uh, this is a two-hour show tonight for people out on the board. We are ending at, uh, that will put us at 11 o'clock Eastern time. And uh, we're going to try our best to get everybody in here. So let's get a couple more phone calls. Uh, first of all, I want to welcome to the show, Polly. Hello, Polly. How are you doing? Hi, Polly. Hi, Polly. can you hear me? He's there. I know he is. That was him. Yeah, that's him. I don't know if you're on mute or what, Polly, but we can't hear you. You might want to call back so we can go ahead and uh, pick you up. Um, let me let me double check, make sure I'm doing right. Area code six five seven. Is this Polly? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on mute. If you pick up, call it. Tell us on the board, and uh, and otherwise uh, let let us know. Okay. But uh, let me also bring him to the show, Dash Pat. Hello, Dash. How are you doing? Hey, JC. I'm pulled off at the side of the road, so I'm trying to go someplace quiet. <laughs> no, you're pretty quiet where you're at, so that's that's awesome. We'll, we'll get we'll get you, Can you we'll hear get me you in okay? there. We hear you perfectly. We'll get you in as quickly as we can, though. I, I okay, have another. I have another person. I have another person who's waiting outside. So we're going to play him first. And sin, we're going to let you Fair read. Enough. Happy Halloween, everyone! <laughs> Thank Happy you. Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween. And sin, uh, are you on on mute? Or did I put the wrong person? I'm on mute. I'm ready to go. That was my fault. That was my fault. Sorry. For some reason, (laughs) Paulie's number dropped off. And then, yeah, okay. No problem. It's all you, brother. Upon winter's morn. In the altitudes, just beneath the stars, fractured, not whole, but harder breathing. Atop frozen peaks in winter's cruelest hours, the storm approaching sees time for boating. White as gray scale in this deafening atmosphere. Chilled to the bone as hearth lights fading. Broken moments in a place of historic melodies. Tortured by unrelenting waves of remembering. 
isolated and losing buoyancy in Scotch Rock invasions. I can't quell as well. My eyes are breaching. Though flashpoint moments are joyous rendezvous, little comfort is found in such prolific atrophy. A cataphlac of this cabin of chaotic epitaphs teeming, spilling kaleidoscope derisions of broken love fleeting. How could you taint this once secluded haven with malice? Thrills of unadulterated tryst, intoxicated misogyny. Was it not enough to harness the untamed, jaded love in me that which you straddled rather mercilessly, stepping out in springs dew, screaming and racing away in some quest to embrace your deceit passionately? Even this quiet sanctuary has eyes that see through deception. You dumb harlot, this place was mine long before you. I can drive felonious incursions like a stealth fighter high. You thought your invasions would escape me? Sickened by the vision through clipped curtain, foggy glass, those grimy hands of his, your heinous acts so folly, like a silent predator of the dusk long gone and stars flicker, not a clue was concluded as my hunt did start. The silver reflected the focus of my eyes' dire gleam. He gasped sickly as his throat I swiftly slit. Your perversion so enthralled left you quite unaware until that crimson warm and wet fell upon your buttocks. Hesitant your reaction until he went limp and became grounded. Oh, what an expression came, followed by a scream. I ran short frantically. I'll never forget that look upon your face, one of feared regret. Too late for excuses. The fox has lost her chase. Wonderful thing about seclusion. There's just so damn much of it. Plenty of room for you and him to lie and lie unmarked. Goodbye. It's been months you're gone. With him, the locals would say. In truth, I find solace. But alas, the love I had was real. Broken, I find myself now in winter's death. Blizzards at my door. These four chambers ache tragically as crimson comes to morn in peace. Yeah. Oh. This was uh, an absolute spectacular write. Um, just wow! What 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 a story! You told an incredible story here, and I'm used to you really um, going off on tangents about um, about issues and stuff like this. But this right here actually kind of really displayed your storytelling and I, I really love that I, I love how you how you um kind of kind of went in a different direction than what i'm used to but I, but i really really appreciate it and i really like it I, I think you did a wonderful job thank you jesse uh let me get a couple comments for you and let me start with um Let's start with the Stella. No, no, no. I'm sorry, Faye. On this one, I got my my numbers mixed up. Faye, what do you think about this one? Well, there was really a lot in here, but uh, I I, I kind of got lost in there somewhere. This is uh, there's just so much in here. This is this is like something that I can kind of feel on on, on a deeper level. I mean. There's so much in here that just that just grabbed me and pulled me out. Um, one line that that really just grabbed my attention. I can't quell the swell. My eyes are breaching. Uh, yeah, Sam, you got a you got a really good grasp of vocabulary vocabulary here. The way you put this together and just uh, I, I get that it's I get that it's a rant, but. Uh, 
there's a lot of depth of meaning here too. I mean, you can look you can look deeper and deeper into it and pull more, pull more out of it. And this is something that you can really spend some time studying. The more you do, the more you're going to get out of it. It's just an excellent piece. Thank you, Fay. Appreciate that, buddy. Brandy, what do you yep. think about it? Brandy, are you there? Oh, here I am. I'll read it. <laughs> Honey, you got the gift of spoken word talents with a microphone. I don't know how you can get in front of a microphone and do it. Me, I'd be stuttering like a little, like a, like a cockatiel. <laughs> but you, you got the imagery depth so deep. It goes further than what is expected. You know. Yes, yes. Very inspiring. <clears throat> Keep it up. Thank you, Brandy. No and problem. Tila, what do you Tila, what do you think about that? I think that uh I think um seeing um Going, too much going on, yes, as everybody mentioned. But it looks, it to me, it looked like uh, something you were having, uh, something beautiful feeling, and somebody came in the, in your way, and uh, and then you were so annoyed or whatever, and you hurt that person, <laughs> and uh, finished him off, you know, completely, and then now you're feeling at peace, you know. I don't know. That's how I felt your story was. To me, that's how I felt your story. So I hope uh, that was what uh, you were going through. Yeah, it was very good. I liked it. Thank you, Taylor. I'm going to get one last comment from Dashpat, and then I'm going to put Dashpat's poem under the board. I I loved your poem. Um, I there was so much imagery and I got, I kind of got lost in it too. I need to read it again, but you know what I think it was about? It was about passion. Passion and how it, it's, it's the best and it's the worst. And thank you for writing it. (laughs) Thank you for understanding it. <laughs> right on. Yeah. And boo. It's like aggression at its finest. You know, I mean, just, I mean, pissed off and been, been burnt. The word choices are unbelievable, the whole thing. But flashbulb moments of joyous rendezvous, little comfort town, and such prolific atrophy. <laughs> Chaotic epitaph teeming. I mean, whoa. This whole thing is like a freight train right out the box of just pure emotion. I don't know, maybe hatred even, I think, but uh, amazing. Yeah, I love the way you read it every time, and you can't help but not think about this. And uh, Yeah, I've been here too. Great job. Can, can I just say one more thing? Absolutely. Yeah. No. I thought the read was incredible. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. And Dash Pat, you are up. Okay. 
So the title of my poem is Childless. And there's a mystery going on. And I... When my son died, I was devastated by the colossal waste that was his mind, that rare, non-judgmental, creative kind. My flattened affect mask belied a manic hemispheric need to understand his death. When my son died, I became less human, existing anesthetized by my addictions. Garish makeup, my disguise, to confront the His mutilated body so traumatized, it was beyond recognition. Witnesses whispered suicide at over 100 miles per hour. But his body was never identified. Before the crematorium took him. Some days, I wonder... If he's still alive, as I embrace the relief of being childless and fatherless. Wow. This is just, just an absolute heart ripper. Somebody just... I, I, you know, nothing I can say, and I know you've heard this before, but there is nothing anyone can say about what happened and how you feel and everything like that. Your words are always so incredibly powerful and incredibly strong uh, in this moment, and um, I could feel the emotion in you. And I'm sure that there's people out there that can relate to this probably a lot stronger than I can. So I, I think that you have put this into the best that you can, and uh, it, it's incredible. Thank you. And uh, let me get a comment from Sweet Pea. Sweet, what do you think? Um, I'm a poet without words. Um, a mother whose heart breaks and a human who gives you the greatest empathy and I, I applaud your bravery for bringing this to us because it puts all those that don't understand a perspective of what joy we have and the ability for us never to complain and that is something that I think everybody needs to be reminded of sometimes that we never know what somebody next to us is going through and we never realize how happy and what a moment really should bring 
and for that I, I thank you and I also feel I really feel the love that you had for him and every word that you put there thanks thank you and um let me get a comment from uh Mr. Finn, are you still there? No, he's not. Okay. Yeah, I'm still here. Comment. Okay, Finn, what do you think about that? Uh, uh, I'm typing it up. And that is wow. How about Phil Funk Cone? But I must say, how you phrased this and the words you used made it so impactful and relatable. Just, just wow. My heart goes out to you. And, and uh, I mean, you know, like, it is, it is something that just makes you um, not, you know, speechless. But it's, it's, it's because of how you wrote it uh, that makes it so impactful and so relatable. Uh, it's just a phenomenal poem and it's phenomenal that you can put your heart out there like, like you did and, and make it so uh, relatable for people to understand your pain and uh, that, that takes a special something. So Thank it's just a phenomenal poem. Thank you. What a wonderful comment. And let me get a let me before I get one more comment, uh let me um welcome to the show Rack. Hey Rack, how you doing, brother? I'm here, I'm alive. <laughs> happy anniversary. Thank you. Oh, really yeah, happy appreciate anniversary, it. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Let me now let me let me see if we got him in. Uh Polly, can you hear us this time? No, this is Boo. Boo, you call, keep on calling with two different numbers. That's what's screwing me up. Because <laughs> I think it's an Aprakalakian. It's, it's not just you. Somebody else is, and it might be me. But um, I'm going to try muting myself, see what that does. But, Sawa, can we get a comment from you, please? Oh, goodness. This is the uh, second time I hear you reading a poem about your son, and every time you just dig in. It's so, every word shows your pain and your love. Um, I am, I'm really, I just can't find words to express um, my sympathy. Whatever he says, as he said, will not really leave. I hope you're, you're I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm so touched by it. Um, I hope that writing about it helps you heal and really my heart is with you with all Thank my heart you. My, my pleasure you're a very strong woman not really but I know <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, work towards uh, getting everybody in here I know there's people here that are very short of time and I'm working to get everybody in here and yeah, sorry um, you guys, I, but I have to I have to dash. <laughs> What's your name? No pun intended. Oh, no. That's weird. <laughs> you take Hey Dash. All right. <laughs> yep. You take care of yourself. 
I will, and thank, thank you, you for letting me read. Hey, boo. And um, thank happy you, anniversary, y'all. Okay. <laughs> happy anniversary. Thanks I love so you guys. Love you. Thank right, you, bye. Thank okay, you, bye. Hey, Rack, Rack, I did, inv- I did uh, welcome you, didn't I? Yes, you did, yeah. sir. <laughs> okay, I'm losing Hi, my mind. Don't worry about it. Okay, uh, Sweet Pea, we're going to put your poem up next. And I'm going to be muting some people, so uh, we're going to try to figure out where this is coming from. Okay. This is Halloween Massacre. The stench of her bloated body could not overcome the rot of sewage slapping the waves of an abandoned industrial river. Her tangled dark hair coated with gray matter, speckled with drops of flesh, produced a graffiti masterpiece to behold. One-third of outer skin sliced to one-eighth inches in height, mathematical fractional intervention. Jagged teeth hung from gapping mouth. Smoke rings shadowed the crisscross stitches in the burned patterns of her smashed-in eyes. Massacre of horrific intentions. Lay lonely, unnamed in days after, as rainwater washes her down, sewer drains, and poem. Wasn't that a nice little family-friendly piece? Uh, <laughs> Just wonderful. Let, let me get some comments from from uh, some of the people not not uh, covering their ears. Uh, <laughs> well, it's all uh, about a pumpkin. Rack, rack. What do you think? I love Suki's rights. They're they're so delightfully twisted. Um, <laughs> oh, pumpkin. <laughs> it's clever. This is really clever. Um, you, you, you get away with the gore and everything else, and you service up a uh, a palatable ending. <laughs> this is great. I love your visuals, you. as always. This is just... <laughs> I, I, I think I could live in your brain. I really do. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, Faye, what do you think? Kind of reminds me of uh, my old job. I used to uh, do biohazard cleanup. Um, I would go into uh, suicides and homicides, natural death scenes, and uh, clean up dead bodies. Um, Usually the bodies weren't there, just everything else was left behind, you know, bits and pieces, uh, body fluids, and... uh, (laughs) I was I was 18 years old. Uh, the first one I did was a lawyer who literally bled to death from a bloody nose and sat in his apartment for about four days. And uh, the smell was just oh. horrific. And uh, as soon as I began reading that, it just it just brought a, a lot of that. Back. I mean, you walk in, it looked like the guy had been hacked to death. It was just it was a, a, like a four foot wide blood trail that led from the bathroom into the living room where he collapsed. And you could tell from from the blood trail where where he had passed out, you know, so it was just uh 
very visual thing and, and this poem was just really uh the visual in it was just was was very accurate it was uh, it just took me back to some real life uh, a real life moment and uh, uh that was it was, it was pretty good creepy as hell And boo, I'm gonna let, <laughs> boo, I'm gonna let you have the last say on it. Well, you know, and we never to disappoint in the darkness and say wonderful story. <laughs> but uh yeah, I love your story. You do creepy like no one else does. It's classy, elegant and you know, you want to know more, and you kind of leave us hanging every time. So you're kind of a tease, and I think it's um, entertaining and it works, and I'm happy to hear you here. Thanks for coming. All right. We're going to move on thank to the you. next poem. And thank you, Sweet, for you're stopping welcome. by. Thank you, Sweet. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of uh, Sawa next. Okay. I don't think Sawa wrote like uh, Sweet Pea. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I had to go. I, I came back. I really did. You know me, chicken. <laughs> sorry, Sweet Pea. I'm here. I mean, I left and came back. <laughs> All right, your poem is on the board, Sal. Okay. I don't see it. Oh, maybe I should... uh, Sorry about that. Well... Oh, God. I am losing my mind. I'm I'm actually commented on another another board. (laughs) I'm really losing it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Mysterious man or mysterious. Okay. And it is, um, here we go. Oh, mystérieux, ton humanité me séduit à chaque instant. Qui es-tu, oh, mystérieux? Tes écrits hurlent des chagrins. Tes vers me bouleversent le cœur, comme j'aimerais te rencontrer dans le train de la vie. Lorsque tu es dans mon esprit et mon âme, deviens papillon sans ailes, car le vent les a emportés. Mes yeux entendent leurs pleurs lorsque je change qu'un jour. Me demanderas-tu? Ce qui est le plus important, ma vie ou la tienne, je dirais la mienne. Et partiras-tu sans savoir que tu es ma vie? I forgot to mention, I wrote for the quote uh, of Khadija Gibran. One day you'll ask me what is more important, my life or yours. I will say mine, and you will leave without knowing that you are my life. That's the quote. Okay. Um, your humanity seduced me every moment. Who are you, mysterious man? Your writing screams sorrows. Your verses shake my heart. How I would like to meet you in the train of life. When you're in my mind and my soul, I become a butterfly, since wings. The wind blew them away. My eyes hear their tears when I think. One day, you'll ask me what is more important. My life or yours, I will say mine. And you leave without knowing that you are my life. And the form. Oh wow, that's hmm. that ending right there. Wow. 
Once again, once again, you absolutely nailed me with an ending. I, I'm I'm an ending person. That these uh, endings in these poems really get to me. My life or yours, I will say mine. And you, will you leave without knowing that you are my life? That whole that whole last thing just absolutely gets to me. One day, you will ask me, what is most important, my life or yours? I will say mine. And will you leave without knowing? that you are my life. Wow. That right there is a dynamite ending for an incredible poem. And you did absolutely, absolutely fabulous on them. I'm very, very impressed. Excellent job. The poet is from Gilbrand. One day you will ask me what is most important, my life or yours. And you will leave without knowing that you are my life. What you did... Uh In, in prepping for that quote is you outlined and you defined that quote absolutely perfectly in your words. Okay. And you absolutely, you. you absolutely did that so well. I loved it. Uh, let me get Thank some you. comments for you. So much. We've lost, <laughs> you're welcome. We lost a few people and uh, let me see what we got here. Let's see who we got left. Okay, let me get a comment from. Uh, let's start it off with Raz. Raz, what do you think? Yeah, this is a great poem, and by a mysterious man, I think she might be implicating a relationship with God, and none of us knowing <laughs> who he is really. And so, uh, this uh, reminds me through the verses how you go through life searching him out. And then finally one day you might actually meet him and still not really know who he is at heart. Thank you, Rob. And I got someone up, jumping up and down, jumping up and down back there. Brandy, what do you think? <laughs> Me and her in the same contest. <laughs> oh, great. I didn't, I'm going to check yours. I didn't see it. Okay. Yeah, mine's in there. But you know what? It's it's like I, I just said, sim, uh, this simply simplicity simplified, basically. You know, you can't get no better than that. Thank you. That's very nice of you. Thank you. Yeah, we sped on up there, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and let me get let me get a comment. Let me get the last right, comment from Rack. <laughs> Rack, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy this quote because it, it highlights the fact of um, when you're in a relationship, understanding. And, you know, if someone, um, you know, the, the language, the, the specificity of, of what you're saying about whose life is more important, you know, that becomes the crux of the question is whose life. And if, if somebody gets you, they understand that, that you are their life and, you know, that wouldn't happen. So um, it's, it's, uh, it's sad in a lot of ways because that person missed out on, on that kind of devotion, you know, and, and you really quote, highlight that fact that really, you know, it, it's perspective and understanding more than anything that that gives meaning to, the, to this kind of a quote. 
And, you know, you could be honest with someone, completely honest with them, and say, my life, which sounds selfish on the surface, but if they understand you, they understand that, well, what, what, what does it mean to, to, you know, what does your life mean to you? Well, my life, you mean my life to me. So that totally changes the perspective of the quote. And, and you, you pull that out in, 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 in the, the, the right that you did. And um, I like the way that you did it, too, because, you know, like Raz came along and looked at it and he took it to a higher meaning. And it's not, mm-hmm. you know, necessarily about you don't have to take it as a corporeal thing with, with you know, human relationship. It could be between you and, and, and your higher power. So, you know, that 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 um, openness that you put in built into this works beautifully. This is a great yeah, poem. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. Thank you so much. Yes, and I love Russ's comment. Thank you. And yours, too. All right. We are going to play a little uh, little something that we played from last night's show. And I don't know if everybody's gotten a chance to hear this, but uh, this is a little collaboration between me and Boo. And I hope you guys like it. So I face the final curtain. My friends, I'll say it clear. I'll state my case, which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full. I've traveled each. And every highway But more Much more than this I did it my way Regrets I've had a few But then again Too few to mention I did What I had to do I saw it through Without exception I planned Each charted course Each careful step Along the byway But more Much more than this I did it mine What is a man? What has he got? If not himself, he has not To say all things he truly feels And not the words of one who kneels The record shows I took the blows But I did it my way All right, I'm bringing everybody back now. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that little... uh, It's so uh, lovely. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Bella? 
Oh, I love it. This is my second time. It's really spectacular. I mean, you have you have talent, both of you, your music, your piano, and uh, this could be in a show, like a real, real show. <laughs> I just imagine being in theater and real, you playing, and one day, hopefully, we'll do, we'll do that. The celebration of your next show will be alive. <laughs> I just love it. I really do. Very interesting. I love that. We live stream like our next show. Our, our next <laughs> anniversary boo is live streamed. You heard it. <laughs> I I think like it was just you take us back almost to the thirties or the fifties. The way you sing it is just beautiful. Um, you know, we're very talented. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey, Brandy. I think that's your first your first time hearing it, isn't it? Yes, sir. <laughs> How'd you like that one? Oh. Hey, what about you? Raz, Raz, how'd we do? Yeah, this would uh, impress Frank Sinatra, who covered the song. I think uh, he'd like the tribute. Oh, wow. Faye, what'd you think, brother? They got bigger balls than I do, because I'd never do that at Iowa. Other people, I sing in the shower. That's it. <laughs> that, that was that was a good good job, man. I was just trying to picture myself trying to do that in front of a bunch of people. No way in hell. I got I give you props. <laughs> that's cursed. <laughs> yeah, that's ballsy. Yeah. All right, and Rack, Rack, did you like it, brother? That was awesome. Uh, I felt like I had both Liberace and Frank singing for me. <laughs> Liberace on the piano. Not, I'm not calling you Liberace over there, Jay. Don't worry about that. Oh, oh I know you're calling Boo Liberace. She's that flamboyant. She's <laughs> that flamboyant. Well, I mean, if you want if you offered to fly her in on 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 the uh, on the wires with the with the angel wings, I'm sure she wouldn't say no. So, <laughs> <laughs> did I wrestle to my fantasy? Shit. He, he did he did that one show. He did that one show. He was an amazing showman. I mean, he didn't just play the piano. He put on a show. He was all about the production. I mean. The, the fear, my my grandmother was so in love with him. Oh my God, she would cringe every time oh, I made the uh, the Liberace jokes. You know, <laughs> I wish my brother George was here. He was an entertainer. Oh my God. Yeah, he was. I remember when I was up in our lake cabin. We had about I think it was such a small area. I think they had like four TV channels, and that's it. And we had the bunny ears and everything. <laughs> but. Uh, one of the shows we would always get would be the Lawrence Welk show, and Liberace was on there all the time. And always remember him playing the piano, Lawrence Welk uh, doing the uh, the accordion, and uh, them putting the music together to form some type of, some type of waltz music. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that that 
all, all his public access, all his old reruns, whatever, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's uh, that's where it goes. All right, we're going to continue back to the poetry and say we're going to let you go ahead and read your next one, brother. Uh, okay, well, the one I well, yeah, I guess I better read this one. I actually wanted to do something different, if that's possible. Hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think we can make it possible if you want. Go go ahead and grab it and bring it out there. If I haven't said hello to Bud on the board, I'm going to say hello to Bud on the board again. <laughs> All right, this is called, called Rage Becomes the Addiction. A hint of scented shadows like blood before a storm. Rage seats itself in the heart as death rises to take its wings. A pleasure formed in bloodlust and sated with the taste of pain. Echoes of darkness from distant shame. A tidal wave of anger to ride out the deep and centered surface of an ocean of rage. Something unsettled rises like the scent of death to taint the fresh spring breeze of new beginnings. Strangers in the park passing the suspicions of false platitudes. Plastic smiles worn in place of the false feeling they pretend in others. So much distance between the meeting of the middle, terror in the moonlight to tease out the sadness of hopes. Pulling a stray hair back into place and mechanical laughter to fill out the empty space that rests within us. Mistrust and speculation to wrestle out for the advantage that awaits such gain. Taken for granted and left to its rejected, wasted opportunity rises to haunt the mind of knowing what we lost was what we wanted is what was right before our eyes, but only in the passing of chance as we have thrown it all away. Watching the cancer that eats away the solidity of self-control and sanity, helpless from this attack, slowly falls to the wayside. Passion lays claim to reason and action flows from a senseless drive. Anger frames out its disease in such a way that self-medication leaves a false rabbit trail, illusionary hope. Addictive roller coaster replay till the vicious cycle bottoms out to death, incarceration, or insanity, if not all of these. A violent end to the sad disillusion of just trying to make the pain go away. Slow and steady suicide runs its course as it destroys the dying and infects the living with its psychosomatic infeeding of codependent dysfunction at its worst. Or by some slim chance, the miraculous occurs intervention and recovery. The fortunate few. A wave of apathy in an uncaring community. Drive by and let them die. Let them suffer. Too much of a hassle to spend time and effort in unrewarding compassion. I'm far too important to myself. I have a movie to go see and I'm saving my chains to keep my ashtray full. Paradise of foolish deception. A canvas of humanity painted over for a better scene. We only see what we want to see. Seemingly obscene. Push me from the edge and watch me drown, cold and callous, and left for the letdown. In poem. Dang, this is absolutely freaking rock on, dude. 
There is so much power behind this one, so much relatability, so much feeling, and uh, you really grabbed a hold of it quite well. We we can absolutely feel that like crazy. Um, wow. This just absolutely reached to me and absolutely grabbed a hold of me. Um, boo. Um, they, I, I really want you to talk about this because of where you work and everything like that. Boo, are you on mute? <laughs> she must be. It's okay. She's, what's uh, that, Boo? Uh, can I go? Can, can somebody else go first? And then me, I'm sorry. I had to get the door. Yeah, n- no, no problem. No problem. Uh, Rack. What do you think? Yeah, I love um, the imagery that you used in this, Faye. Um, the things about addiction and, and um, the specifically, like you mentioned, the pulse rabbit trails and cancer, and there was something else that you mentioned in the end that, that was really very powerful and resonated uh, very strongly. But, you know, at the same time, you mentioned um, the things that, that kind of pull you in. Um, the, the gorgeous line... Um, the verse that you start off with about um, uh, pulling a straight hair out of place, it, it, it's so um, visceral and, and, and relatable and just you, you can't help but go to that moment, you know, because just about everyone has that moment where they think of pushing that straight hair back or something. So that, that, that's that's very tangible and relatable, making this, this whole piece um, just emotionally strong and, and Again, I, I must have said relatable about nine times, so you know, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of enjoyed it. This is, this is really great, Faye. Thank you, brother. And uh, we'll get a comment from Salwa. This is, I mean, um, when I re- when I hear about addiction, it really makes me sad. First of all, <laughs> and my heart, I know people really with all my heart, I admire Boo for what she's doing, and um, I hope. People get more more healthy because there is a crisis now. Even well, now we're talking about how many people died in middle age, thirties, and even young. I lost someone dearly to me, to a couple of friends, a very recent. So it breaks my heart, and I'm glad you you got over it. That that's very courageous to bring this up here. Um, it takes a lot of courage to do this. Now, a hint of sense from the beginning, you can feel. Like there is this, like almost blood before the storm, raised tips itself in the heart. Um, I just me not not like never touch drugs. Hearing this, just see how this per- the person has to, what they have to go through and what emotion and why they do this and what's happening. Uh, it's just absolutely well written. A wave of anger right to the deep and centers of, ra- of rage. Something and set a rise like the scent. Just something that's almost like you can you can help it. And watching the cancer that eats away. I'm not sure this is something that you wrote after or before, but it just show how much um, this is affected and how violent it was. That illusion of trying to make the pain go away. Um, incredible. I really am very touched by. It. There's so much to say. It's very deep. There's layers and layers, and every every word, not every sense or every line. Paradise of foolish deception. Um, canvas of humanity painted over a better scene. You only see what we want to see. This seeming obscene 
push me from the edge and watch me drown. Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I, I just don't know. I, I really can't find enough words to express uh, how how must be horrible for someone to go through this. So I really admire you for your for your carols. Thank you. Oh my and uh, unfortunately, Boo dropped here. I know she heard the poem, but uh, like I said, she's getting pulled left and right at work, so uh, we we forgive her for that. Um, Brandy, I'm going to let you yes. have the last comment on this poem, and then we're going to put your poem up next. Okay. Say, this is a style of poetry I used to write. A long time ago, back I say about nine, ten years ago, give or take a year or so. And it's a style of poetry called professional poetry. I used to write a whole bunch of them. And if you're not familiar with professional poetry, is is comparing yourself to everything outside the world, or writing down. It's like a journal with metaphors. With emotion And you What you did to overcome those obstacles To make yourself a better person Hey Bravo Kudos in my book You know and all this stuff You know and what not You're much welcome Sugar (laughs) (laughs) All right, Brandy you're up Okay, I wrote this for a contest. It's not just yet, but I loved it anyway. I liked. I had to share it. It's a fresh write about six days ago, but it's called Odyssey of an Imagination. And it goes like this. Somewhere in the odyssey of us, worlds of swallows from Capistrano emulated themselves on ink. Words felt like metaphors on bed sheet linens drying amongst phrase paragraphs. In swirls of inhalations, stifled memories, visionaries beneath willows whispering abstractions, sighing only to exhale infinite beige of legible text, and hauntings of your spilt, of you spilt forth, bracing alongside streams of captured Rip Van Winkle's docile nap times. Oh. How we've melded into unison of exertion, only to relive childhood favorites once more <laughs> in poem. Streams of captured Rip Van Winkle's docile nap times. Man, you know what? Lately, I've kind of felt like that. <laughs> I really okay. have. I've been I've been wanting those those type those type of um, sleeps here and there. <laughs> because you know it's like, oh come on, let me sleep, let me sleep. But yeah, I, I love I love what you put together here, Brandy. It, it, it's it's absolutely awesome. You've uh, you pulled a little bit of um, I I really think that you pulled a little bit of uh, uh, mainstream stories and pop culture into this and uh, and really uh, brought it out to, in, in a great brevity. I love the swallows of Capistrano uh, comment as well. Um, let me get some comments for you. I want to start with, uh, say, what do you think about this one, brother? 
you ever see that movie, uh, Never Ending Story? The kid yeah. runs away and hides himself somewhere in a library and reads a book and just goes on this adventure. Well, I, I, uh, what I really like about this poem is it reminds me of when I was younger. I was one of those kids. I mean, I read encyclopedias, dictionaries. I'm like one of those know-it-alls. I loved reading. And I loved the places that reading would take me. And mm-hmm. this, this just reminds me of, of that escape, that, that adventure from, from reading fantasy fiction or just getting lost inside of a storyline. And, you know, a really good story will just take you right, of where, right from wherever you're at to, to wherever the story is taking place, whether it's in Capistrano or uh, Rip Van Winkle falling asleep for 100 years, waking up. You know, uh, and it just uh, to relieve childhood favorites, it, yeah, it just those that was a good time in my life when I was younger. I, I really loved to read, and uh, a lot of the stories were new and fresh, and I hadn't read them before. And just really reminded me of just being a, a young boy again, getting being lost inside a storyline. It was great. I enjoyed it. Thank you. And Rack, Rack, what do you think about it? I um I missed most of it. I'm sorry. I was coughing away on mute. Okay, no problem. We'll get the Salwa to comment. Oh, I agree with Faye absolutely. Uh, so beautifully your comment, Faye, by the way, and also you see. I love this poem. I could understand it, Randy. Not abstract. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I can never. I have such a hard time understanding your poetry. It's beautiful, but it's me. I, I, I can get abstract like when it's deeply abstract. This one, same thing. It took me back to my childhood. I remember one time I was not allowed certain, uh, I, I just love reading. I could read, I remember they put the lamp, the, not lamp, the flashlight under my sheet <laughs> and I was caught so many times and <laughs> or going up in the roof. That, that, that's how crazy I was about my reading. Um, and I absolutely, that's exactly where it took me to. You did such a beautiful job. Swirl inhalation of stiff memories, visionaries, willows whispering up. I mean, what can I say? Just the way you put it there, absolutely beautiful. You spilled for something. It is. Bracing alongside stream. Um, I just love it. Nap time. <laughs> we have something in common. Book, love of books. That's great. We have to meet now, Brandy. All right. Beautiful. Thank you. And Raz, I'm going to let you have the last comment, and then we're putting your poem on the board. Yeah, this uh, reminds you of how there's literally untold amounts of knowledge in books. You could uh, go through them every day of your life and just keep learning more and more as you the access to uh, the amount of volumes there are out there. Some uh, become your favorite books of which you can read over and over again or multiple times throughout a lifetime, while others, they're still not even discovered, just uh, hiding in all those uh, publications because they're very little known. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. 
Um, All can right. I make a quick announcement? Then I'm going to have to go because I've got to be up in the morning. Absolutely, Brand- absolutely Brandy. Go ahead. Thank you, here. Um, this Saturday will be open surgery mic night since the contest itself was a flop. Um, two poems per person, preferably from the table freshness. If you're going to enter an old poem, let it be no more than two years old. Anything older, my attention span is just going to drift away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, make sure the poems are no longer than three to three to four minutes long, you know, in reading time. To give everybody time to comment and, you know, gallivant on. I'm going to bump the topic up if I possibly can, if I remember, if I go to bed in a few minutes. But, yes, that is all. All right, all right. Thank you, Brandy. All right. Y'all all take right. care. Good night, Brandy. Good night. Right. Night. Good night. Night. Yeah. All I'm right, Rev. You have to take off, Stella? Yes, I'm sorry. I have to leave, but I will comment later. Um, like, not later, as soon as possible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, <laughs> and, uh, I don't lie. I don't what I can. What is this? Okay. Is this me? I'm, I hear the echoing. I don't know. But anyway, good, good evening. Thank you very much. Okay. Good night, Salwa. Good night. All right. And we're going to lose Faye, too. Well, take care, Faye. Hey, you guys too. I got. Uh, I'm gonna have more time this this coming week, man. Sorry, I haven't been around much, but uh, you guys have a good night. Thanks for having me on. I'll be back. Nice. No thanks. problem. All right. And I'm gonna tell you what. It's gonna turn into a something very similar to our house, Raz, where it's gonna be me and you re- reading everything here very shortly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have to go anywhere though. I can help you. Good, good. Because we're gonna we're gonna do a little turbo poetry here coming up. But uh, right now, your poem is on the board, so it is all you, brother. Yeah, this one has an author's note, a narrative on being unjustifiably tried on who we usually unconsciously trust, and it's on sadness, crime, and society. Abandoned voucher. Abandoned. The shadow of where who pretended to share their life was there. Neglected. Beaten Ukraine dog. The belt will always discipline to accept the wound scarred fur. Selected. That believing a wide open sky's territory could look very little at the sweating muscles of the cotton fields. They came out of the African jungles. The invisible spiritual shackles that are clashed and all our oil-stained feet and clipping the stigmatic heel. Resurrection. The persecuted Christian has forgiven the hand that feeds and bites his ripping heart. Indecision. The anxious panic attacks of the head snap back. Why tearing the thin line is tearing the apple of the pie's eyes apart. Concession. The dogmatic sermon of the preacher on Santa Monica Boulevard. The sandy Bibles and the towels to wipe, passion fruit sex to wipe, rotation of the discs on file indexes, the working beat cops, Rolodex to the murders, 
confessed when misrepresented by a trial lawyer's vindication, abandoned by the system which in Montreal and Pittsburgh compared Passover to being on time to pay rent. Been all around the basketball courts, boy, and I have not seen a real referee to the shot clicks final seconds. And from I really like this poem. I, I like the way you put it together. Um, straight up top, I want to say uh, uh, we have been hurt in the Ukraine. So you're mentioning the Ukraine. I'm going to say hello to everybody out there in the Ukraine. We've been hurt in 15 nations in the African continent. Hello, everybody there. I'm doing shameless plugs right now. And I'm sure we've <laughs> probably been heard by someone on Santa Monica Boulevard, too. So... <laughs> I don't know about Montreal and Pittsburgh, though. There's a possibility. There's a possibility. I know we've been heard in Canada. So. But Canada's a big big place. But I really like this. I, I, I like how, how, you've, um, how you've pulled in so much asper, aspects of society, of, of faith, of, of, um, of belief systems, and you've uh, absolutely intertwined that throughout this um, this poem and once again you pull in your your intelligence and and work that within and weave that within the confines of that quote and your uh, words which absolutely makes it an incredible piece makes a person think and makes a person um, uh, reread it over and over again, and I really like that. Uh, Rack, what do you think about that? Yeah, uh, Rez is. Uh, I, I find his stuff very layered. You know, you don't always get what he means. Usually, don't get what he means right right off, and you got to go through it a couple of times. But this, you know, um, kind of gives it away a little bit more easier. Makes it a little easier in, in the title, with uh, the the thought of being abandoned. So. Um, did just read really beautifully um and conveyed that that emotion very well um and 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 the sense of being judged to come comes through uh well um i again i surprised you you sounded surprised when you said you really liked it because yeah i i thought it was very very straightforward in what it was trying to talk about and and just wonderfully expressed very eloquently raz as usual Thank you very much, Rack. Good to hear a word from you. All right. So here's what we got going, folks. We're going to throw some uh, people who are out on the board and some rights from yesterday's contest and yesterday's show that we didn't get up there. We're going to throw them down. We're going to read as many as we can. If we have any left over, we're going to go to Wednesday in our house. But... Uh, Let's give this a try, and I am starting off the um, the uh, whirlwind here with our good friend Big Verge, um, and I'll read this one. <clears throat> it's called "It's Just What People Do" by Big Verge, and it goes like this: From schools to bedrooms to business boardrooms as well as these people in government crews. Manipulation is a thing that is used to maintain control of submissive folks. 
manipulations been used across global nations from colonialization to games on PlayStation, where people are tricked into doing dumb things. So, of course, we, if links, are the first to join in with with manipulators who claim to be players when they're actually sheep. Well, sheeple, I mean, from gangsters who lean to youthful street teams who are manipulated in various places. So what is the latest? A virus that's making big manipulations, volumes to patients, tests and vaccinations? That'll work on a basis where manipulations are fragrant and blatant. Do you get what I'm saying? Do folks really believe what governments feed about the disease they're manipulating? It seems that people can't see how their new policies will control them like sheep. Don't go here. Don't go there. Wear your mask everywhere as if they really care about people's welfare. Come on, folks, beware, because you all need to prepare for this type of warfare where new manipulations are blatantly breaking what once used to be what we call families. This world, I, the, this word isolate has caused crazy change and now manipulates like those who spread hate in various ways. There's so much misplacement where manipulations are used by hate, hate crews so that immigration becomes headline news. And let's not forget about various coups that governments use to keep heads confused about who is good, as if they get the gist of what being good is, just like religions that deal in division and manipulations for massive tithe payments from their congregations. They're doing it blatant. We, we're all manipulated at various stages of what we call life, from girlfriends to wives who manipulate child and play with emotions to leave some men broken, to boyfriends who lie and husbands who try to provide reasons why wives should stay by their side after they've taken time to give them black eyes. They manipulated moods and then dish out abuse. It seems that the truth doesn't manipulate like most people do. It's a powerful tool like the ones gangsters use, which is why reparations ain't reaching black nations. You see, manipulations is where violence is stationed so that guns and bombs can be used to pull cons that cause nations problems so that they can take hold and then maintain control and then manipulate like people who rape. It's a game that is played that isn't played straight. So don't be fooled or let them confuse the way that you move because it's true when it comes to manipulation. It's just what people do. End poem. Damn. <laughs> yeah, damn is right. Wild Verge, man. This is absolutely, absolutely beautiful, man. I, I, I love, I love the message behind it because it is. It, it's pretty much people don't are too lazy to think for themselves. Sheeple. And and that's 
that's that's so hard hard to think of, especially in, in our corner of the world, where we as poets we strive to learn more, to think more. Us as artists go beyond what the normal pe- people think, and, and this verge is absolutely some of the most powerful stuff that I have heard in a long time. Uh, Rack. You heard it. What do you think, brother? Yeah, the, the word manipulation hits too close to home for me. My my problem is because, you know, like you mentioned about us being writers and poets and whatnot, you could say the most beautiful things to someone, and then the minute they get mad at you, the minute they, they want to start a fight, you, you, you're, you're not being honest. You're manipulating. You're twisting my words, and that's what always tends to come out. So, yeah, uh, I've got a, a fondness for that word that just – I don't know. It, it eats at the back of my brain in so many ways, but um, you know, th- th- this is a beautiful example of you know the way society that manipulates us and things like that. And um, you know, I, I love that phrase "sheeple" because you know, you, sometimes you just appeal to the right sheep, and and you know, the herd follows. And next thing you know, something that shouldn't be a thing is a thing. And you know, just because of that one right word, right perfect, perfectly timed expression or, or phrase. You capture all of that in this and, and, and the idea of the herd mentality and the, the manipulation of society and things like that. Great, right? And uh, Raz, what do you think about it? Yeah, this uh, speaks of a greater conspiracy which goes on through the people and by an unknown group which wants to. Uh, Manipulate what you receive as the results of a full lifetime in society. It's one of those uh, political conspiracy pieces because when you point out that everyone around you doesn't really know, there has to be a reason for that. There has to be some form of edification, how they're not properly informed to know what there is of their own uh, use by. Uh, these unknown members of society. Wonderful comment. All right. Let's see what we got going on here. I'm going to put up, I'm going to have you read next, Raz, for us. Um, uh, Boo, Boo, when do you want to be read? I'll, uh, Okay, we got Joseph Moon coming up, and we're going to have Raz read some, read a little Mr. Moon. Okay. Wow, Jay, the line emptied out in an hour or so. There was like nine people here just at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Actually, ten, but <laughs> who's counting? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Okay, here's uh, Joseph Moon, The Inventing of Love. If love did not exist, the poet would invent her. With a mere stroke of his wrist, the world would feel the stir. Tenderly taken, born beyond the seismic space of imagination, where waters unite into a paradisal pond, Wondrous waves giving off a golden emanation. If lovers go astray, 
sad as sanctimonious snow. The sky is more soft than thick, which softly singing makes a show. The painter paints love in a garland of green, flaunt her face in stars high above, and across the bare boreen, dressed in diffused grace. The bride goes graceful to her groom, is all that the writers will write of from woman's womb, the birth of love. Love is a baby that travails, embracing earth and all it entails. And poem, author's note, slightly inspired by the song, Love is a Many Splendored Thing, from the movie with the same title, sung by singer-songwriter Mr. Andy Williams, 1927 through 12, need Oh, I got to say that this is a fantastic write, and it kind of goes right into uh, the previous poem that Verge did, um, in that we, as poets, actually think and artists poets and artists i'm going to put us both in there actually think on a different level a level that is higher a level that i'm I'm not i'm not doing this out of a conceited thing but there is something that we grasp a hold of in our brains that actually has us and allows us to look at the world and in a different way in a way that just uh expands it and brings out details that it wouldn't normally bring out. And I believe it's right if if um, if the fact that um, it wasn't invented, it would be someone um, that you – it would be someone that um, – an artist or a poet who would invent it. And I think that he did a great job on that. Um, Raz, you read it. What do you think? Yeah, this has one of uh, the greatest lines I've read in poetry. And coincidentally, it's by this writer, Joseph Moon, who I hear has not uh, officially revealed himself if he does have a publication out there. But with this one verse at the beginning of the poem, if love did not exist, the poet wouldn't venture. This is very true. If there was a world that had no recognition of the thought of love, there would always come along some kind of poet which would sing or inspire it out of verse like it was still always here because it's an eternal thought which uh, simply cannot be rid of through any amount of uh, misplacement or non-conception, there's always a cause of which it comes again into the world. Wonderful, wonderful comment. Hold on one second. Trying to get something ready here. And um, ultimately, here's what I'm going to do, okay, Uh, because Boo's not quite ready yet. And I know he's been listening, and uh, I don't think he knows that I have this in my in my um, sound uh, audio file here, my 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 audio library. 
so what we're going to do is I'm going to play a little, little, uh, and I hope you don't mind me doing this, Rob, but I want <laughs> to hear a little something from you that I've got uh, hidden away in my uh, audio library here. Um, and Rob is, a lot of people don't realize how an incredible uh not just poet he is, but also a singer-songwriter. And he plays a mean guitar and has an incredible voice. And uh, I am digging into one of his that I brought forward, and uh, we're going to play a little bit of uh, the song Autumn Leaf by Rob uh, Cohen. So here we go.
Wow, that is just absolutely fantastic, Rob. I, like I said, I don't know if anybody, um, if anybody knew he could sing like that, but uh, I've been stalking your SoundCloud, brother. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rack, Rack, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think uh, stalking some SoundCloud can be uh fruitful this is this is great rob um i for whatever reason um and i know it's got nothing to do with the song summer breeze but just the the cadence that the melody kind of flowed like that to me um but your words are much more haunting i think actually than that song is to me so um you know um uh how did you put it um when you start saying about you you lost it all your friends, your family, and everything else, and then you wrap that thought up. You ever You know, the changing of the seasons, the leaves falling is all that thought, and you know, you capture it very relatably in a, in a, a beautiful melody. So this was really great. Absolutely, Raz. What do you think about it? Fantastic. He has one of those voices you could imagine hearing on the radio, and such a song as this could definitely be enjoyed by a wider audience group. Well, we just gave it a wider audience group, right? Tonight. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, this, like I said, we've been heard in over 82 nations. So it was great to hear that Rob. Uh, wonderful, wonderful song. Um, let me see if she's ready. Are you ready, Boo, for a poem yet? Or no. Do you want to go ask? Sorry. Okay. No, no problem. No. Hey, right. Rob, I didn't like I'm the Sinatra not... saying anyway. <laughs> He's saying <laughs> I think he was kind of mentioning mine, but that's fine. <laughs> you can do it your way. I love what Berg said on there for Rob. Okay, I'm going to read a poem by Dennis Allen. This is called Social Engineering, and he asked us to read it nice and slow. So there's more about the sheeple. Okay, here we go. Angelantia has invented a political mandate to transform day-to-day living, thinking and acting, makeover reason, history and prudence into directed ownership and guidance, pushing and shoving, defining and enforcing, limits to thought, beliefs and actions, takes electronic invading, listening, archiving, syllables, utterances, and exclamations, building a dossier on every living person. We move toward that goal unwittingly, assisting with the cheap toys and tricks, monitoring our lives, rhythms, buying, sleeping, heartbeats, temperatures, loving, sexing, sexting. Alexa on the bedside table, furnishing in the tin foil hat downloads, 
only what we are supposed to know, what we are okay to ask, not our dreams, but the imagined reality engineered for us. Daily new offensive words are defined, including phrases, names, events, and thoughts. Irritations, real or imagined, emerge to add to the to an insult lexicon. We live lives couched in fear to upset our responsibility to coddle, soothe, placate, because we are being taught, nay, trained to a higher standard by those whose clarion is homogeneity of the masses. The plans for universal control start with you and you and you and sadly, me. Ultimate power to formulate total agreement on every decision until we parrot saying better society through better slogans. Punish the heretics, trample the rights, ignore the complaints, poo-poo suggestions until finally we choose conformity. Individuality joins the dinosaurs. These poems will be the fossils. End poem. Wow. <laughs> there you go. I, I think that this, this is another one of those things that fit right in with that sheeple comment and the concept that uh, ultimately if we it, – it, it's another thing that uh, we the poets, like I said – and we, the artists, have this mandate. We have this ability to to reach to a different level, to look at a different level. And I'm not putting anybody else down by saying that. It's just for some reason we don't look at things normal. We don't look at things um, the way everybody else does. And I think that that is quite, quite amazing. Um Raz, what do you think? Well, like that other poem which mentions people being brainwashed by their government in order to accept the fact that they're allowed to abuse their power, this thought, social engineering, really goes along the same lines. You have uh, the whole conspiracy that the masses are suppressed psychologically so they will not complain by any misusage of uh, their own rights through the government and so it's uh, one kind of concept which is included through the subject of sociology and political science but does it have an ethical practice all of that is false great comment great comment and rack yeah, social engineering is is a really scary concept to me, um, being a nerd. Um, he mentions collecting the dossier and things like that. Um, when someone targets a system that they want to hack into or whatever, one of the ways they do it is through social engineering. And, and sometimes it's as simple as just making a phone call to someone and claiming to be the IT department and asking for a password. And people give it, you know. Um, 
she's talking about collecting information. Some of the more insidious things they do, like some of the games on Facebook, where they say, um, oh, you know, figure out your rock star name. Tell me, you know, your first car and your mother's maiden name. Those the, the things that they ask sometimes are security questions that, you know, people use for password resets, uh, companies use for password resets. So, you know, they, they trick people into giving up that stuff and they collect all of it. Um, Alexa, you know, all, all the, the things to, to track your searches and things like that. And, you know, the government looking over your shoulder, this brings on, on all those thoughts that, you know, I mean, they're, they're real, but, you know, if you obsess over them, you're paranoid. But if you don't, you know, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice because you need to be aware that it's a possibility, too. So this is really very thought-provoking, right, on, on something like that because, you know, it's really kind of crazy some of the things that people pull out. Um, as simple as just, you know, someone saying, you know, hey, you know, I, I noticed today's your birthday, Jay, happy birthday. Now everyone knows your birthday. And how many companies ask you your birthday as a security question? It's it's insane. But, you know, there, there's actually people that figured out that, hey, this is useful to me. So I'm going to collect it. You don't have to do dumpster diving anymore. You just follow someone and watch them closely enough, and they'll hand you all the information you need if you're not careful, you know, um, where, where you live, um, uh, who, who, just looking at who your friends are on Facebook. Oh, oh, look, I just found oh, Jay's yeah. mother. Yeah. So now I got her maiden name. I just found, you know, his ex-wife. You know, I, I mean, it just all cascades together. It's really scary some of the things that that they can reveal with shit like that, and and what they can actually use it for. Um, so yeah, it, it's very thought provoking, right? All right. Um, let me see. Boo, uh, Jeff needs to read. He's in India. Is that okay if we do real quick? I agree with Rack. That's scary stuff. Uh, computer hacker version of social engineering. All right. Okay. Let's. Uh, Raz, I'm going to have you uh, go ahead and read uh, Jask's uh, poem for us. Let me put it onto the board. There you go. Yeah. I'm used to reading Jaskaran's poems. It's my uh, fate in this world that I should be his voice here on these blog shows. All right, here's his poem by uh, Jaskaran, and it's called Resuscitation. These thoughts spiraled in my head, feelings of anguish and fear, like a whirlwind whipping the air. Falling seems to be the best solution. I am broken. Broken from the past. All the hurt and pain finally catching up with me. Ripping me to shreds. Testing me to see how much pain I can stand. I lie in bed on somber nights just to stare at these bloody, scared wrists of mine. All night, needles in my skin, watching my reflection in the cold end of a night. For long, I have searched for one that showed my purest beauty, but seeking within others seemed futile. Why not paint people's dry lives a lot of brushes, leaf by leaf, promising new life amidst the dreams of death, and send my tear-enamored smile around the world like a blanket of stars covering their darkest night skies. Live life, take pictures, live moments. 
repeat and quote. Wow. This is one of um, my favorite pieces I I think I have ever heard from from Jask. This is absolutely stunning. <laughs> and it talks about the cycles that we end up in in our lives. Um, I don't know how many times, and I keep on telling this people, when I go from one part of my life to another part, it's like, it is like I am dying from that other part if I don't fully die from it you hold on to something that doesn't make sense in the new part of your life and sometimes you just have to let things go sometimes things just have to be totally separated from you in order to even have remotely a chance of coming back and and living at all because it's like we do drop out, and I, I, I love that. Uh, Raz, you read it. What do you think? Yeah, the first time I read this poem, my impression was of a deep depression. All I saw was the pain, and yet this time when I reread it here right now, I can see how this is an artist who's gone through a form of loss, and they carry on through their own craftsmanship trying to bear with uh, that kind of remorse in their heart and so it's as easy as trying to bring beauty to the world like through photography showing uh, the different aspects of what reality signifies and all its aesthetic qualities for the viewer to watch and holding back down the regression and uh, the process of loss while continuing on with their artwork. Amazing comment. And uh, Rack? Yeah, um, I, I like the uh, the comparison to the autumn leaf like uh, Rob Cohen picked up on also, you know, that the shedding of, uh, of the leaves making way for the new life um, he says it a little more directly, Jask does, um, but um, no less beautifully. Uh, that 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 line, I guess it's towards the middle of the. I don't know where the hell we am. I'm sorry, Jask, but um, it was just it's a, a beautiful thought, shedding uh, leaf by leaf, you know, the, leaving it behind, like like um, Jay was saying too, little aspects or little emotions and and shedding them a little at a time, making way for new life. You know, it's kind of like, um, well, it's shedding something. So it's 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 a it's a comforting thought that you that you've embraced here. I enjoyed this very much, Jess. All right, I'm going to let uh, Boo drop her poem onto the board, and uh, Boo. No, Punisher, don't let her drop it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, now that I'm, I'm like thinking, oh man, this is this for me is like really long. Like I should have probably just should have cut this a bit, but uh, too late, I suppose. Uh, great poem, Jeff. By the way, Jeff can write anything. He keeps surprising us. Okay, is it? I think it's there. Yes, it is. Let me play. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I might have to edit this one a little bit, but anyway. Um, the, the quote, there's a quote that goes with this. It's in the middle 
one who only wished you death at that very final hour. Mm. And show compassion Thank towards you. Uh, the very causes of your own demise. Yep. Thank you, Red. And Rack, what do you think? I think anyone that's ever looked at someone and given up their heart and in the same breath said, "You're going to be the death of me." This is this is what you personified right here for me. Um, you know, you know, there's something just isn't going to work, but you can't walk away and say no. You have to take a shot and try to make it work. In the end, you almost embrace the death. Well, yeah, very, very twisted. Yeah. And you, the, I, I love, I love the, the rhyme. Thanks, Rex. I appreciate that. Great. Yeah, that's a bad Great. situation, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What we're gonna do next? I'm gonna say my thank yous right now. Um, and uh, we're going to play one more person I saw out on the board, and then we're going to read a couple more afterwards, uh, but this will be on playback only because we're, we're about to lose the people out on the board in about three minutes here. I still have to read my poem. And Irish who's been on hold the entire time, we're going to read her poem as well. So we're going to get at least those two, and the rest of them we'll bring over to our house. But I'm going to play a song by Bud. I want to thank all those people who called Brandy, Wayne, Raz, uh, Sweet Pea, Tila, Salwa, Sensei, Polly, Dash, Pat, Rack, um, uh, those people on the board, Irish, Joseph, Moon, Rob, Verge, Jask, and Bud. Uh, great to see everybody, and great to have everybody. You guys are all amazing. Thank you, Boo, for all you do. You're you're uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, <laughs> and here we go. We're going to play a little uh, Bud and the people out on the board. The show will cut off while in the middle of this song, but we will comment on it. And we will read those last couple uh, poems. And then catch us again noon on Wednesday for our house. Give them some love. And happy anniversary. Hold on, I forgot one thing. Uh, We are going to say we're going to have a special. on Tuesday at 9 o'clock, it's going to be the sound of La Cosa Nostra. And uh, we hope everybody is going to absolutely love that. Uh, you want to tune in, check it out, and it will be all about listening to some amazing, amazing things. So here we go. Bud, happy anniversary, everybody. Say 
And <laughs> we're not on the air. Hello. Hello, hello. Sorry about that. That was just amazing. I, I love that. And uh, I, I think he did such a wonderful job with that. And I think any musician in the world would want to hear this compliment. But it had a very replacements vibe to it. And if anybody knows, the replacements are kind of the ultimate garage band. One of uh, Rolling Stone's uh, top ten bands of all time. And he had a very, very uh, awesome feel to that. And, and I really think that he, he did a wonderful, wonderful job with that. Um, Rack, what do you think? I love the chorus to that. Um, and it, he had, the, I think, probably one of the best guitar solos he's done. That, um, the whole thing was just wicked and um, very relatable. Um I don't know about the replacements for me. It felt more like Beatles in the beginning, but he, he's done that to me before. Um, I really enjoyed that, bud. Um, really a fantastic song. And Raz. Yeah, there's a quality here of the theism and also kind of cynical approach to relationships from understanding that others are willing to give back less than what you might feel for them. And uh, that's a good full approach with the lyric. Awesome, awesome. Well, Raz, I'm going to have you read us a poem by Irish. And then I'm going to finish off with my poem for the night, and then we're going to carry everything over to our house. Yes, and there is daylight savings. Don't forget that. (laughs) So, if you could read for Iris, please. She is is listening. Yeah, daylight savings time is now officially here. We took back uh, two hours last night. So... (laughs) It's going to be like a really, really dark by 6 o'clock tomorrow. Oh, man. She doesn't speak when she moves her eyes. She won't give me any alibis. She tells me she doesn't have a tale to tell, but I know her, and it's just as well. Maybe one day I'll say the right thing, and she'll let me in, and then she will tell me where she has been. Oh, oh, man. I know you wonder of the tale I have lived in the places I have been, but I fear that the tale is too long to tell. I know your worry and fear for me when I do not, for I don't remember the feeling of fear. You fear that the nightmares will come to take take what happiness I have gained, and my memories, oh, how they haunt thoughts and memories day and night and hope to take, that they can never take the happiness I have, for my happiness lies in the living and the happiness of those I have come to love and cherish. Oh, oh man, don't you cry when my time comes, for the demons will no longer haunt my soul, and my soul will finally be at peace. And poem. Wow. This is is spectacular. This is um, kind of the uh, ultimate, hey, don't worry about me, I'm okay, 
sort of thing, but at the same time, you can actually feel um, her um, her pain and and uh, and uh, the ultimate uh, emotion that is tied within the words. I, I absolutely love this, um, especially the way she broke into rhyme right at the beginning of this. This is this is wonderful. Um, you know, you, this could be a finished piece. You say it's unfinished, but I'm going to tell you what, this could very well be finished. Raz, you read it. What do you think? Yeah, this is like asking your father, like you're saying to a warrior boy, less, and it's done in a well-presented manner that uh, you're finally that right age of which you can handle your own without all the worries from the father and so you like him to ease his burden less but it is a, a father's place to always wonder what will become of his children amazing comment and Rack Rack what do you think yeah I definitely get that sense of um, embracing life and enjoying yourself um, you know, no matter what life throws at you, this is uh, putting and uh, thought-provoking to me. All right. Okay. Um, I am going to play to say one last poem. This is going to be mine to finish off the thing, and I'm going to lighten things up a little bit. This was for our anniversary yesterday. Uh, I got um, my two words were champagne and Millennial Mummy. So I'm writing this little poem from a Millennial Mummy's perspective. And this is called In My Mummy's Basement. And it goes like this. Sitting in my mummy's basement, sipping on champagne, spending money on cameo. The shout-outs are insane. My profile is outstanding. I'm like a movie star. Live in a plush new mansion, a Camaro for a car. Play games with all my friends, high on snacks and bang. Dirty dishes at my feet now, miss call, my smartphone rang. If only people knew me, would they even think it's funny? All wrapped up, no place to go for this millennial mummy. End poem. (laughs) I'm sorry, did I make the last rack? Raz, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you, Raz. What do you think? Yeah, a humorous piece. When you have uh, the mummy just trying to adapt to what it's like living here in the 21st century, coming back from uh, whatever catacomb of ancient Egyptian times that you're like anybody else but don't have a greater special placement group. Uh, that's great. I love that comment. Love that comment. Rack. Yeah, you what really you personified that millennial mummy very well. Uh, that's a bit of a tongue twister too. Millennial mummy. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I I I liked um the the way that you went through this. The rhyme scheme that you that you used was great. Um, it made the story a little um I don't know lighter. I think um 
because, you know, a mummy's a mummy, and it could have been darker. But um, the direction you went was great. Um, you know, cameos and, and Camaro for a car is all, you know, very uh, <laughs> relatable and socially relevant. So um, this is a great piece on, on, on that level. You know, you brought society into it and everything. Um, and, you know, a bit of bit of J humor, too. So that was a plus. I tried. I tried. Exactly. Exactly. I know. Tongue in cheek. Blah blah blah. Oh yeah. Pun intended. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, once again, thank you, everybody. We'll do a little outro here. Um, let me see. It says we are family piano 2020. So let's see how this one goes. And I think it's a little boo playing. So we'll see. Sometimes it takes a while for her to get into it. Once again, happy end.
thank you, everybody. This has been Open Poetry. Um, special on Tuesday night. Check us out on um, Wednesday at noon. This is JCA signing off.